Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and happy Saturday. Yep, we've got a show for you. It's Saturday. You're kicking back, enjoying the last vestiges of autumn, getting uh, the list together for Thanksgiving, probably, right? Going to go shopping, get the turkey, get the turnips, get the potatoes, the sweet potatoes. Yep, I get it. It's that getting that time of year. Well, we've got a great show nonetheless for you. We haven't forgotten about you. We're right there with you. We've got a really important conversation with our former ambassador to the European Union, Ambassador Gordon Sondland. What a great conversation. We're going to have the whole show with him talking about the things that we are experiencing across the globe as a result of the change in presidencies. Joe Biden's in charge now. The world feels a little bit more unstable, insecure, uncertain. Gordon Sondland, former ambassador of the European Union, has some theories as to why and what the president can do to tighten up the ship, perhaps put the country back on the more solid footing on the global stage. We're going to have the full conversation. He, by the way, he has got a brand new book out. It is amazing. We're going to talk about that during the interview. Before we go to a quick commercial break and kick off our Saturday morning show, a quick thought about one of our great partners. We have so many of them. One of my favorites is Birch Gold Group. You hear every few weeks on this show and on the television show as well. Philip Patrick comes in as I think one of the best financial analysts I ever get a chance to talk to. He's been right about every aspect of this economy for two, three years straight now. We've been talking to him and he told us about the food crisis. He told us about the rising interest rates. He told us about inflationary was not transitory like the Biden administration was claiming. It was here for the long term. And uh, he told us that stagflation leading to a recession was on the way. And of course, that is playing out as we speak right now. Well, one of the things that Birch Gold Group does every day is make it possible for you to hedge your bets, particularly when it comes to your retirement, your 401ks, your IRAs. All you've got to do to find out how you can incorporate gold and precious metals into your investment strategies, particularly related to your retirement funds, which have been taking a beating in the market, right? 401ks are down 20 to 30% this year because of the faltering market, the bull market that's been for most of this year. Well, all you got to do to get started and find out what can Birch Gold do for you? What can precious metals do for your portfolio? How can you hedge your bet to protect the value of your 401k or your IRA? Well, you text the word just news to 989898. One more time. Text the word just news to 989898 for a free, no obligation info kit on how to diversify your retirement savings, your investments 
into gold and silver and other precious metals from our good friends at Birch Gold Group. It costs nothing to go get this pamphlet, this kit. Go get it. Let them know that you care about Just the News by texting Just News to 989898. All right, folks, when we come back, Ambassador Gordon Sondland, former ambassador to the European Union, a very provocative conversation about his book, The Envoy, and about all that's going on in the world on Joe Biden's Watch. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down, and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you your 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick house nutrition and of course field of greens all you got to do to take advantage of this offer visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code just news that's promo code just news at fieldofgreens.com don't wait go to fieldofgreens.com today use the promo code just news for 15 percent off all right folks welcome back from the commercial break We've been talking about the world of flame, all of the issues around the globe. It seems like all the bad actors are acting up at once. North Korea, Iran, Russia, China, you name it. They're all acting up. And the question is why my next guest has written an extraordinary book. 
It's called The Envoy, and it captures the moment that we find ourselves in in the world today. And also, some of the amazing things that happened in the Trump administration that we sometimes forget about. He's the former U.S. ambassador to the European Union. He is Ambassador Gordon Sondland. Mr. Ambassador, great to have you on, sir. John, thanks so much for having me. This is a very important discussion. This is a great book, and it's a reminder that when we have clear foreign policy, the adversaries act better, the allies feel better. We're in a moment now where our allies seem to have a big gulp in their throat, and our adversaries are acting out all across the globe. Tell us what Joe Biden has done to create this moment. Well, Joe Biden has um, probably violated the number one tenet, which is never show weakness, always show strength, never bluff, and always treat the United States of America like the big super tanker that it is, not the speedboat that's weaving around, stopping, starting, turning. Uh, People look to us to chart a course and to follow that course and be very predictable. Uh, Afghanistan, the aftermath of that, particularly the signals that the Biden administration has been sending to Russia uh, prior to the invasion in Ukraine, where they said they might even countenance a minor incursion without severe penalties. All of these things, Putin is a very, very perceptive sort of receiver of signals. He must have very sensitive hairs on his neck because when they, when they stand up and he gets what he perceives, rightly or wrongly, as the go-ahead He got the go-ahead, and that's what created this invasion in the first place. And he doesn't miss a beat. Once he gets going, he moves at lightning speed. We're often caught flat-footed. We were in 2008 when he invaded Georgia. We seem to be flat-footed in 2014 with the first Ukraine invasion. And this one, we kind of saw it coming, but at the same time, we didn't seem to have any leverage to make it go away. When you look out and you have this great perspective, because you came from the business world, you have all this common sense. Where did the diplomacy go wrong? Where could we have cut Putin off at the pass and avoided this latest second round of invasions into Ukraine? Well, John, in the envoy, I point out that um, in February of 19, uh, I took a European delegation to uh, Odessa and we gave speeches. We were pretty belligerent with the Russians. And it was a, a, a small moment in time where the U.S. and the E.U., had no daylight between us. We were completely aligned on our joint support for Ukraine. And back then, nothing was going on. I mean, Crimea had already been invaded. Uh, It was relatively peaceful. The Russians were creating a little bit of mischief uh, in the Kerch Straits, the Black Sea. But um, we wanted to send a strong message that there's no daylight between the U.S. and the EU. And after we, we, we had that event, we, you know, listened and and read the intelligence that came back. And clearly the Russians were highly annoyed, but they were also nervous. That came through loud and clear because they don't like the U.S. and the EU acting in concert. They know we're unstoppable when we do that in any way, in an economic way, in a military way, whatever, whatever metric you want to use. So that sort of showed us that as long as we stay completely aligned with the EU, uh, when it comes to matters of Ukraine, uh, Russia tends to be a lot more careful. The minute they even started making noise, we should have moved a lot of material into Ukraine to send a very strong signal. And if they said, are you guys trying to start a war? They go, no, 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 we're trying to prevent a war. 
And we should have done that. And we should have done it. We should have gone in hard and heavy. And we didn't do either. Yeah. We were kind of expecting it to end quickly in Russia's favor. We really had it wrong. And President Zelensky has, I think, surpassed most Americans' expectations. But he certainly surpassed the very low expectations that Joe Biden and his team had for him at the beginning of this war. Why the miscalculation? How did we get this aspect of Ukraine's resilience wrong? Zelensky was, in some ways, there's a, there's a small parallel to Ronald Reagan in that, you know, people wrote him off as an actor. Yes, he did serve, you know, as governor of California, but that couldn't even overcome the fact that he was a, a movie star. <clears throat> and people say, you know, movie stars play the role. They can't actually, you know, be the role. And Zelensky was perceived in many, by many quarters uh, in the same way. Um, it wasn't until, to, you know, to his credit and probably to give Biden a little bit of a pass, no one knew how much resilience Zelensky really had until he sort of, you know, uttered that now will become an infamous phrase. I don't need a ride. I need bullets or whatever. I may have misquoted that a little. <laughs> and that said it all. I mean, when a guy and his family stay in the country, they don't escape, particularly with a bunch of the country's treasure. They stay and fight. They inspire. He has a flak jacket on. He's got bullets flying around him. He's got missiles flying overhead. I mean, the guy's got big balls. There's no other way to put it. Yeah, no, he is. And he tapped into a pride in his country to hold that line that I don't think a lot of people saw coming. It's really been interesting to watch that. And history will look back and say, oh, that, that was a real surprising moment of the war. Long term, Russia still has a little bit of the upper hand because in a war of attrition, they have so much more resources. The long term play here, is it to get a settlement? Is it to push Russia all the way back? And can Ukraine do that with Western resources? How do you handicap the next phase of this war? Well, let me just go back to one thing we just discussed. Once you saw, once the Biden administration saw that they had a real fighter on their hands in the person of Zelensky, we should have doubled, tripled, and quadrupled down. In other words, it's very, very hard to garner congressional support and public support when you're trying to prop up power to someone who has got one foot in and one foot out because they justifiably say, if that guy won't even, you know, fight for his own country, why should we do it? When Zelensky showed the opposite, which is, I'm going to stay here and die for my country, we should have picked up that clue months ago and prevented a lot of what Russia is doing now. The answer is, which does create a great risk, there's no doubt about it, and a skeptic would say, you know, you're being very glib with American lives and American money. But I view Ukraine as a bellwether for Europe. And I think as long as the Europeans are there with us, we should continue to double and triple down, including having the Ukrainians hitting positions inside of Russia. We need to push the Russians out completely, including Crimea. Yeah, that takes it to a different level. But it seems as though thus far, the ability to strike Russian positions inside Ukraine has been quite good. I mean, we actually have caused a lot more casualties and 
when I talk to military leaders, I get sort of two reactions. One is, hey, Ukrainians have picked up with our help a lot of the technology quickly. They're doing great. And the second is, we're a little surprised at how bad the Russian army is after all the investment, after all the Cold War. Well, we have a, we have another interesting opportunity, if I don't, if you don't mind me interrupting. No, please. We have some European folks who still are looking at their pocketbook beyond their freedom. And those are the folks that are doing business with Iran. And Iran is sending a lot of drones right now to help the Russians. What we should be doing is we should be punishing those countries in Europe who are continuing to do business with Iran and saying, look, on one hand, you're spending your own treasure to defend Ukraine. And on the other hand, you're enriching Iran so that they can produce drones and other military equipment to help the Russians. And you can't do both. This is always where Europe wants to have it both ways. And we should be calling them out on that publicly. Yeah, that's probably been one of the biggest surprises is the fact that Iran has been so deeply involved in the Russian conflict and right in front of our noses while we were still negotiating with them, allegedly, for the nuclear deal that obviously seems to have fallen off the table now. As you look out, you and I both got dragged in a little bit into the impeachment. It was my reporting that Rudy was peddling around Ukraine. You obviously had some testimony when people look back now, obviously, there was a lot of things going on with Hunter Biden and the Biden family. Does the world look at Joe Biden and his family and say, you were playing this influence peddling game in China, in Ukraine, in Russia, you're on all sides of these things. Is there anywhere in the world where that causes heartburn among our allies? Well, it causes the same kind of heartburn. Uh, it, it actually causes more heartburn domestically, because frankly, I think that even the most loyal Democrat now looks at what the Biden family has done, beginning back with the Chinese deals with Burisma, but even recently with Saudi Arabia, where the president tried to get Saudi Arabia to not reduce their output for another month to get us through the midterms. That's no different than what the, the Democrats accused Trump of doing with respect to the military aid in Ukraine. I mean, they're exact parallel. Yeah, no, that's a great point. A lot of people miss that. We wrote that at Just the News because it struck us the same way. And it's interesting that some are starting to pick up on the entire picture. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, more with our conversation with Ambassador Gordon Sondland and his new book, The Envoy, right after this commercial break. Hey folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews and extend the invitation to a friend 
or a family member for free. What a great opportunity. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Donald Trump's sounding like a guy that's going to want to run for a third time. Uh, you have an interesting description in the book. You talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, because when you get Donald Trump, you get all three. Your thoughts on it, if Donald Trump were to run in 2024, your thoughts on that? Well, I hope he doesn't. Um, I'm a very supportive of what he did. I'm very supportive of his policies. I think there are some excellent candidates that can carry those policies forward. Right. But I noticed this morning, uh, even Ken Griffin, who's a huge contributor to the um, Republican Party, uh, urged Trump not to run um, for a couple of reasons. January 6th was a red line. I could take the good, the bad, and the ugly from the day he came down the escalator until January 6th. There were a lot of incredibly important things that President Trump did. There were also some very destructive things he did. But it's like any relationship, you know, you roll with the punches. I did not think anything that he had done while I served merited my resignation. In other words, even if I didn't support what he said or did, I saluted smartly and was a good sort of company soldier because, again, I didn't think it rose to the point where I was prepared to resign over it. The January 6th thing was different because the transfer of power, the peaceful transfer of power for America is critical. It's absolutely critical. That's what we do. That's our brand. And for the world to see what happened on January 6th, and the events leading up to it and the events following it, I think really damaged us, maybe not irreparably, but certainly for a long time. And so I think that if he becomes an elder statesman, a kingmaker, and lets one of the five, six, seven really great candidates out there um, move, you know, advance and move forward and take a lot of the good things he did and, you know, employ those as, as the new policy in 2024, I think the country's better served. One of the things I like about this book is, you know, some people have written the ah, Donald Trump's a prior, the other ones are Donald Trump could do no wrong. This one is an unvarnished, and by the way, very well written. The literary capability, just moving you through the stories, 
is so great. But it gives a very unblemished view of everything that really happened as it happened. And one of the fun things that I enjoy, and it's sort of a subplot to me as I look at it, and I think a lot of people who, who came in from the outside have said the same thing when you come into government. You came in, a, you know, from the corporate world. You were successful. You got things done. Everybody rode in the same direction. You got to the State Department, and as a, you know, a CEO, it was a pretty shocking thing to watch how the State Department worked. What's the biggest lessons that you took away from the State Department? And what's one of the ways to fix some of the things that most frustrated you there? Well, in the Envoy, I point out that my biggest enemy was my watch. Um, the day went by really fast, and I realized that we have four years, and that's it. We can't count on anything more than that. And the career bureaucrats in the U.S. government, and in particular in the State Department, are in no hurry because to them it's all about the journey, not the result. They love the journey. They love the coddling. They love the benefits. They love the, 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 the travel and the drivers and the cooks and the maids and the this and the that and the private schools for their children. And are there dedicated, hardworking people in the State Department? Absolutely. Unfortunately, they're in the minority. Um, so the first thing to answer the, the, the main part of your question is you could probably lose half of the State Department employees uh, and not miss a beat. And frankly, it would become far more efficient because people would be closer to the problem than working through the layers that we've created over time. Yeah, that's one of the things that really comes through in the book. It's a really great analysis of the Trump years, but more importantly, I think that long term, there's a State Department that needs to be adjusted if we're ever going to be effective on the world stage again. And I think your ability to capture that is is so well done here. Germany is one of my favorite characters in the book. It's also one of my favorite characters on the front line. There's the fun story of Trump in, in, engaging with the, uh, I think, of the Mercedes CEO, if I remember correctly. But one of the questions that I look at Germany, it seems as though Germany played right into Russia's hands with its energy strategy, even though all the warning signs were, it's obvious that Russia and particularly Putin have used energy as a geopolitical weapon for years. Do you think Germany has learned its lesson and how did it get so far down that rabbit hole? You know, I would hope Germany had learned its lesson, but, you know, cheap energy uh, coming through a pipeline is literally like a drug for Germany. They use a lot of energy. Their industries depend on it. They were getting a way below market deal from Russia. And Russia just played them like a violin. And we tried to point that out to Chancellor Merkel. We tried to point that out to the German leadership, Ambassador Grinnell, when he was uh, ambassador in, in Berlin. Uh, was constantly talking about it. He and I did some things together. And they were, they were looking at us like we were crazy. And if you recall, President Trump gave a speech at the UN in front of the General Assembly and called out the Germans about this. And the camera cut to the German delegation and they were either smiling or rolling their eyes like, this guy is nuts. And here we are. Exactly what we all said would happen has happened. And it's not that we're geniuses. We're not geniuses. It was so obvious. Yeah, it was. And it's almost like watching a slow motion train wreck. You can kind of see what's going to happen. 
you can't get the conductor to change course. It's fascinating. I think there's a lot of that in China, too. It seems as though the Trump administration and its experts saw the right things. TikTok's a really great example, right? Uh, when Donald Trump first said, hey, we, because the intelligence community was telling him this, hey, we need to be careful, TikTok. It's a problem. We're going to crack down on it. He was called a xenophobe. People were mocking him. He's an, uh, and now everybody in the Biden administration agrees TikTok's a problem, too. Why is it that official Washington is so slow to see the train wrecks coming? I think official Washington has this diplo speak that does not take into account the Reagan philosophy, which is trust but verify. We, we forget about the last part of that line, the but verify. And when I was going around Europe trying to talk various countries out of dealing with Huawei, they all responded in the same way. I spoke to the leaders of many of the countries. They said, well, you know, we have really smart IT people in our countries. They can find trap doors and bugs. We're not worried about it. And my response was, President so-and-so, there's no trap doors or bugs. They don't need trap doors or bugs. The president of, the, the head of China can just call the head of Huawei and say, I want X, Y, and Z, and they legally have to give it to the Communist Party. It's black letter law in China. Why would you turn the keys of your country over like that for a slightly cheaper deal? Buy it anywhere but China. We're not trying to sell you our stuff because we didn't have great stuff then. We will soon. But buy it from anyone but the Chinese. Yeah, such a common sense thing. And yet it seems as though we make so little sense of the common. It's one of those things that drive me nuts here. One of the things that doesn't drive me nuts, the book here is such an amazing masterpiece, Mr. Ambassador. The Envoy, folks, Mastering the Art of Diplomacy with Trump and the World. It is a great read. If you want an honest look of how things really go on on the world stage, and particularly in the State Department, and uniquely in the Trump administration, this is a fantastic book. Go out and get it on Amazon. You will not be disappointed. Mr. Ambassador, you take a look now. This election is going to have profound change around the world. And then the 2024 election starts right after that. What is the world looking for from Washington over the next two years? And will the Biden administration take any cues from where voters are right now? I'm very disappointed as I hear President Biden even recently doubling down on shutting down coal plants and stopping all drilling. Look, we all want to get to a lower CO2 output, even the most sort of anti-environmental would grudgingly acknowledge that CO2 has long-term impact. But it's, the, it's the, the off-ramp that we need to talk about. And President Biden, for whatever reason, I don't know why, does not seem to want to recognize that wind, solar, nuclear, and the others are going to require time to fully phase in. And in the meantime, we still have to run our country. And Europe has to run all of their 27 countries. So this doubling down, I don't see great prospects between now and 24, where the administration looks soberly into the mirror and says, you know, some of the old policies that we reversed, maybe we need to pivot. I think the egos are re have really taken over. Isn't that amazing? Ego over common sense, ego over national security. It's a mind boggling thing to watch. And I hear it from so many people when you're talking to world leaders, like what in God's name is the United States doing? They got their head, they're scratching their head all around the world. Sir, this is a wonderful book. It's one of my favorite reads of the year. And I really want to thank you for the time today. We learn a lot every time we get a chance to talk with you. 
Thank you so much, John. I really appreciate you having me on your show. That's a great honor. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these commercial messages. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the Saturday edition, by the way. Enjoy your weekend. Have a great weekend. Hey, if you want to remember, I had someone was asking during the commercial break, how do I get that deal from Birch Gold Group? How do I learn how to get gold and precious metals into my retirement portfolio? One more time, just text the word Just News, one word, to 989898. That's Just News. Text it to 989898 for that free info kit. It is an incredible learning experience. I didn't know you can bring gold into your retirement. Birch Gold Group helped me learn about that. They can help you do the same and make a good decision. Hedge your bets against a very volatile and downward spiral market that we've seen in the last six to 12 months. All right, folks, that wraps up Saturday. Tomorrow, we've got an all-star lineup, starting off with Senator Ron Johnson, newly the winner of Wisconsin. He's got another six years in the Senate, one of the great investigators in all of Congress. He's going to be here with us. Speaking of investigators, Jim Jordan's going to be joining us. Lou Dobbs, the incredible Lou Dobbs, is going to give us his thoughts on this week's election. Uh, we've got so many other great guests back to back to back. Tune in Sunday, the brunch edition, the Sunday brunch edition of John Solomon reports for a great lineup. Text Just News to 989898 if you want to get Birch Gold Group's free guide on how to hedge your bets and bring gold into your investment portfolio, particularly related to your retirement. That wraps it up, folks. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a great weekend and God bless you. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now.